Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam from Pro Wrestling Overtime, and this is your MLW thoughts for the episode on March the 3rd, 2021. Um, they started off hot tonight. Right away, they got into the MLW World Tag Team Championship match. Now, that was against the champions with of uh, Los Parks versus the Contra unit of Davari and Simon Gooch. Um, both teams really went back and forth, and I was enjoying the action, but part of me wondered when was somebody going to crawl out from under the ring and take one of those parks' place, or was Selena De La Renta going to get involved? Like she usually does. But, Contra took the smallest member of Lewis Parks out. And then they double teamed up on L.A. Park. Before L.A. Park Jr. started distracting the referee. Now, I want MLW, you hear me, Court Buyer? I want MLW to look at this because I believe L.A. Park Jr. distracted the referee because he knew injustice was coming. They made their way down the steps, and that's, you know, both... Jordan Oliver, who has a match later tonight, and Myron Reed saved them for the win by jerking on Simon and Davari as L.A. Park hit him with a spear to retain their titles. And then as Davari and Simon were confronting Los Parks, then Injustice snuck back up the stairs. Pretty cool ending. We're used to Los Parks um, cheating. <laughs> Pulling shenanigans, maybe is a better way to put it, in all of their matches, whether it be Selena, whether it be someone crawling out from under the ring, or Injustice you know, taking on their favorite people, Contra. 
Something always happens when the parks are around. Then they went to Hawaii. And we get to see Ross and Marshall Von Erich. The Von Erichs immediately started talking about Filthy Allen from last week and how they needed to help Loki because Filthy Tom Lawyer just did Loki dirty, basically. They say they want to do Wrestle Island where Filthy Tom will be facing a hammerhead shark. Um, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Not anytime soon. Filthy is not coming to Wrestle Island. You better name it something else. Think real hard, Von Erichs. I'm sure you can come up with something. Then we get to see the rumored comeback. Mike Perro was on this episode taking on Jason Dugan. Now, this was a very quick match. Very. And it really wasn't a fair match. Because poor little Dugan was, I don't know, about the size of AEW's Red Velvet. Um, Perro basically destroyed him. He started the match by running over him. Then he hit a fallaway slam in the corner. Pulled him out of the corner, hit a choke slam. And then finished him off with the murder bomb. Poor kid. He's like broken in half. Now, Pedro went to the back. He immediately cut a promo calling out Mil Mertes for what he did to Salvia Vago. Now, here's the thing. Remember, the show went off the air without us finding out exactly what happened to Vega. Was he buried alive? Or did they not want to dig the grave? Or maybe Selena decided to do something else with him? Not really sure. But, you know, they didn't give us an update on Vega. Whether they've heard from him, whether they haven't. If people are looking for him in the jungles of Azteca. Um, then we get another promo. This time, it's Filthy Tom Lawyer. And there has been so much fallout from Filthy Allen that he feels like he needs to say something. And he blames the Von Erics for ruining Filthy Allen. And then he says, of course, that they and Loki will pay. Really? Come on, Tom. Now, I know Team Filthy is big and bad, but they cannot take on the Von Erics. I'm sorry. The Von Erics would kill them. Now, Filthy Tom might be able to take care of Loki. I'm not 100% sure. But Team Filthy can't take the Von Erics. And 
if you guys watched Filthy Allen, then you know it definitely was not the Von Erich's fault that he had lawn chairs as seats and stained couch cushions for his VIP area. I, poor Tom Lawyer. Uh, Boku Dao also cut a little bit of a promo. Not really a whole lot, but he challenged TJP to a match because he was bullying him. Please, MLW, please do not tell me that Boku Dao is going to beat TJP. There's no way. I've seen Boku Dao wrestle or try. He can't beat TJP. TJP is one of a kind, and Boku Dao is not there yet. So you better have him turn heel and cheat to win if you're going to have him win and beat TJP. Because I will throw pillows at the TV screen if I have to watch that. Now, we get an interesting match. um, Laredo Kid versus Calvin Tankman. And I guess the reason why I say it's somewhat interesting is the last two weekends. No, um, it was earlier than that. But in February, I watched uh, back-to-back weekends of Bloodsport 4 and Bloodsport 5. Calvin Tankman was on both of them. Boy, he can be a monster when he wants to. Yeah, Laredo Kid in Bloodsport rules would not stand a chance against Calvin Tankman. Not even a little bit. However, you know, this is MLW Wrestling, and Laredo Kid started off the match putting head scissors uh, on Calvin Tankman. So, here's the thing. Laredo Kid did not have enough weight or power to send Calvin Tankman out of the ring. So, Tankman regains everything right away and almost sends Laredo Kid shooting out of the ring just with a shoulder, shoulder, uh, can't talk, shoulder tackle. He put him, he went flying. Then he hit Laredo Kid with a chop that I thought was going to break him in half. He picked him up, hit him with a brain buster. And I was like, this has got to be over. No, Laredo Kid kicked out. And then Laredo Kid actually hit a missile drop kick that was pretty looked really good, and then Calvin Tankman rolled to the outside, and Laredo Kid, of course, hit the crossbody to the outside. But everybody, I think, knew Tankman was going to end up destroying Laredo Kid. He came back with a powerbomb and then hit the Tankman driver for the win, and this was easy-peasy. I mean, wasn't even anything real. They've got to get Tankman in with some of the big boys of MLW. Then 
we had a promo by Gino Medina on Gringo Loco. He called him fake and said that he was mocking his family and his father's legacy. Okay, here's the thing. I really don't understand why this is on my TV. I, Gringo Loco's okay. He's basically a jobber. He has a cute gimmick. And he was on Filthy Island. I like his comedy. I like seeing him take on Gino uh, Medina. I guess it was three weeks ago. Yeah, three or four weeks ago. But this is not a storyline that I want to see go anywhere. I don't want to see three matches of them fighting over whether Gringo Loco is real or not. It, yeah, I don't. Then we got an announcement that next week, Alex Hammerstone versus L.A. Park for the MLW National Open Weight Championship. Selena was right. She wants all the gold. They are going to capture it, and the parks are all ready for it. Yeah. L.A. Park, have you seen Hammerstone? You're not beating him. Sorry, it's not happening. Then they announced that Pero is getting his way. He is going to face Mil Moretes in two weeks. So I guess, you know, he needed some time to get ready for it, study some film, you know, get, it, get some training done and all that. And then we got to our main event. Now, this is where I stop and tell you guys, if you are not watching MLW, you're nuts. You're absolutely crazy. MLW is an hour long on YouTube. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. You can watch it at any time. And you guys should be watching it. A lot of um, young wrestlers have came from there. MJF being one of them. And I think we're going to see Richard Hamilton and Alex Hammerstone come from there pretty soon. The Von Ericks will eventually come from there. That's the thing, is they've got so much talent down here, it's an hour long on YouTube. Anyway, let's get to the main event. It is the MLW World Heavyweight Championship match that we have heard from Jordan Oliver that he has been wanting for two months now, I guess. And we're finally getting it. We're getting Jacob Fatu against Jordan Oliver. Of course, they show the promo where, or the video package, that Jordan Oliver decided that he needed to gain weight, that he wanted to be a heavyweight, and where he talked about he wasn't a 170-pound kid anymore. He was 220 pounds, which I'm not sure that I believe. But... Um, he came out first with Myron Reed, and I couldn't believe Jacob Fatu 
came out alone. He didn't have Davari and Simon with him. And he didn't have uh, my career or anybody. So I always was kind of wondering what's going to happen here. Now, I got to give big props to Jordan Oliver. He looked good in this match, especially selling. I've been critical of Jordan Oliver's selling before. He was pretty good this match. And he was really good about concentrating on the, the knee that he heard in the beginning. When Fatu come out, Jordan Oliver was already in the ring, and he hit Fatu with a suicide dive, and then immediately threw him into the ring post, hitting his knee. He concentrated on hurting that knee. Big props to Jacob Fatu for his selling of the knee. Any of you out there want to know how to sell, you need to watch Jacob Fatu, because you got to see him do moves, and any time he flexed that foot, you could see him grab his knee. When he wanted to do his moonsault, he had problems, and he had to stop and figure out how to climb up the ropes with that knee hurting. So, I thought, thought it was a really good job of both of them. Now, Fatu beat on Jordan Oliver and tossed him completely over the ring rope. Davari came out. He distracted the referee. However, as he was doing that, Myron Reed took him out. And we got to see Jordan Oliver's comeback. He super kicked for two. And then he hit an avalanche German suplex. And that was really nice. Um, the two quickly took back over. I mean, Jordan Oliver was giving up a good 50 pounds. Um, so, the two hit him with a stunner. He did a cutter. Then he powerbombed him. Then he got him up, pop-up Samoa drop into Fatou's moonsault and finally pinned him. Jordan Oliver looked like he had been pounded into the mat. He rolls over and is breathing hard not getting up anytime soon, and all of Contra comes out. We see the, I think they call them the Contra Death Soldiers, come out. Uh, Of course, they're dragging the body bags and the flags, and they just beat down Injustice. Myron Reed, and especially Jordan Oliver, didn't even have a chance of course, they all put them in the body bags and laid the flags over them. They were probably about halfway, yeah, about halfway to zipping up the bags when Calvin Tankman came out. And I wasn't expecting this. 
I was expecting someone to come out and help them, but I don't think I would have picked Tankman. He came out and hit Fatu with a shoulder tackle and sent Fatu flying. And Contra immediately took off. As Calvin Tankman was standing in the ring looking at them, the show ended. I was a little disappointed. He probably should immediately went to Myron Reed and Jordan Oliver and unzipped the bags, number one, so they could breathe, but number two, also, to maybe check and see if they were alive. Calvin Tankman, after the show, called out Jacob Fatu. So, I guess, maybe that's going to be the first big man we see Tankman take on is Jacob Fatu. That's a little much. Um, he needs to take on some other MLW big men before he takes on Jacob Fatu. But, doesn't look like he's going to do that. He's not winning the belt, and they're not going to convince me he's winning the belt. Is this going to be the main event of Never Say Never on March 31st? Uh, I hope not. Anyway, you guys need to tell me what you think about this. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, my name is Pro Overtime. It's two O's. Pro Overtime. Or you guys can write me at Pro Wrestling Overtime. Excuse me. Pro Wrestling OT at gmail.com. As, as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, problems, or protests, you can go to Anchor, look up this podcast, Pro Wrestling Overtime, and leave me a voicemail message so that I can get it. Um, it'll also be capable of me dropping it in an episode, and I can answer anything that you guys put on there. Um, as always, I will be talking to you guys soon, and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Ranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.